Expounded Universe, Season 24, Episode 1. Where was Anduin when the Westfall fell? The book, World of Warcraft, Shadowlands, Shadows Rising, by Madeline Rue. Uh, the year, I forgot to check. Chapters, the prologue, and chapter one. With your hosts, Jeff and John. It's from 2021. And let's go! Okay, so there's a slight chance that the uh, nerdy stormtrooper was wrong in this book from 2020. Yeah. Yeah, just just putting that out there. I, I don't know. I, Look, I, the stormtrooper... God, he tries his best. He does. He's a, he's a little nerd, and he's going to feel real bad when he listens to this episode, because he listens. Yeah. Um, I mean, the nerd is a fan. Yeah, yeah. But not not like the, the famous YouTube nerd, the one who, like, hates video games and has latched his entire career to saying diarrhea in varying tones. Uh, I feel it's I feel bad for that guy, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, he has to constantly be talking about buffaloes and drinking Rolling Rock, which is objectively not a very good beer. Yeah, you fucked up. You tied your wagon to the wrong thing. <laughs> Not like could... us. We made good choices. We made good choices. Read a book constantly. <laughs> constantly be recording at all times. Oh, and then when people ask you, so what do you read? And you have to be like, <sighs> role-playing games and Star Wars tie-in novels. And they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave forever and never talk to you again. <laughs> oh, that's very goodbye. <laughs> How fascinating. Did you hear that noise? It was my vagina zipping shut. <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> Excellent times. So, uh, so now I just say I'm an author. I don't know about you. If no. you just made that transfer. No, I want to explain to people what it is I do and then have them go, oh, and then have a pregnant silence and go, yep. And then I leave. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that silence is the only thing that's you're ever going to get pregnant, by the way. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that is my sincere hope. I know. I know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just say I'm an author cause it throws off less questions. Usually they go like, Oh really? What kind of books? And I say, Oh, just frippery coffee table stuff. And they're like, okay, that's good enough. I'm fine now. Good. Then at that point they, they usually want to tell me. I what, have satisfied the niceties. Yes. At that point, they usually just want to tell me what books they read. Uh huh. So it, it, that's a, a perfectly good off ramp for the conversation for me. That's, that's where I go. I go like, I'm an author. What kind of books do you write? Oh, I've written like a cocktail guide and a cookbook, just coffee table frippery stuff with like some nerd elements to it. And they always go, I like mysteries. And I'm like, great, I'm done. <laughs> oh, fabulous. <laughs> how, you made it about you. How, and that's great. How wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Jeff. That's John. How you doing? I'm doing good. It is. It's wild to be coming back to old Azeroth because... We used to play. Oh boy, did we ever! You stayed in longer than I did. Yeah, I stayed in. I'm, I have a collector's soul, and so I wanted to keep getting all of the shiny mounts. But I also don't like people. So after the nine or so people I was able to tolerate, because we had a ten man guild, yeah, left. I was like, I'm never joining another guild. I'm never going to talk to anybody. Yeah, I'm just going to collect every mount I can with those stipulations. Yeah, and I left with well over four hundred something of them. Oh, yeah, you spent a good amount of time doing that, yeah. and I enjoy that, but I mostly was an altaholic where I had, you know, at one point uh, before I quit, I had a max level of every class you could have. Yeah, you're probably like two classes behind now. Yeah, they put out shit since I've been gone. Yeah. 
And maybe three. Did you ever level monk? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I I left at after D- Warlords of Draenor, as so many people did. <laughs> I liked that story. It felt stupid. It was like a bad idea for a story. It was the problem I had is I was like, oh, this is very interesting to me because I love dumb alternate yeah. dimension history timeline shit. So I'm going to be in love with that. Yeah, but. Everyone else is like, I mean, I think the problem with with Warlords is um, they were stingy with the mounts, which was a bummer because like they were like, we have a whole bunch of new kinds of mounts, and so we have like five of them, and also each one comes in like six colors, and every color is a pain in the ass. And you're like, this sucks. I don't care about. It. I have like four hippos already. I'm good. Um, but also, I think they thought it was going to be a, a big hit immediately for nostalgia purposes. Oh my gosh, you get to go back to Draenor and see all the orc clans the way they were all the way back in that Warcraft game that 30% of you ever have ever heard of, let alone played. Yes. And I think that was the problem where they fell apart on the nostalgia. Yeah, they were like, here's all the famous names you remember from orcs versus humans in the first Warcraft. Everyone was like, I've never played that. Yeah. I wasn't alive when that was out. <laughs> so so I think that, that kind of was a punch to the gut for that one. I have forgotten. Mo- I, I played, like you were saying, all the way through the end of um, Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. I think is the one. And I have no I've If you had asked me what that was called, I would have said the Demon Hunter one. <laughs> no, that was Legion. Oh, was that before Battle for Azeroth? Christ. Yeah, because there was Legion, then Battle for Azeroth, then Shadowlands, and now whatever the dragon one is. The fuck happened? In- oh, wait, right. Battle for Azeroth, I would have called. You're right. That's the Allied Races one. Yes. That's what I would have called it. <laughs> The one where you got to run around unlocking a bunch of guys you won't play because all, the game still isn't all that friendly to having a million alts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so but, that's why I picked this novel is because I was like, I knew you had played up until Shadowlands, but had not really played through Shadowlands. So I was like, okay, I'll get a book that is dealing with Shadowlands stuff because... You can at least sort of explain to me the background shit that comes up in this. Yeah, that's that's hopeful at best. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm fully at this book. I'm like, I'm three expansions gone. I got nothing. Yeah, like I genuinely ended that game largely just playing it as a collector. So if you're like, well, just J- Jeff, explain to me what happened in Battle for Azeroth. I'd be like, I think I got a big seagull mount. It was <laughs> pretty sure I unlocked all of the allied races and all of their mounts and all of their heritage armors and all of the other mounts. So if you want to hear about the mounts, I have like a jellyfish and uh, a-, a big bee. <laughs> I got a big bee. <laughs> so. uh, now, I... <laughs> I do, I think it's interesting with this, at least, that, man, this book, we read the back of this at the end of the last episode. Sure did. Long, long back of the And book. there's so much shit in here. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I know 20, 25% of the names they throw out in here. And I was just like, damn, that's some shit I don't know about. <laughs> Which means... The bonus content at System Mastery, uh, if you go to Mm -hmm. patreon.com, you can support us there. $4 a month will, of course, get the expanded, expounded universe. Yep. We are going through World of Warcraft lore this time. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of stuff for me in that one, because I'm like, baby, I I don't know from Zandalari. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm looking through the back of it now to see what stuff you don't... uh, um... The Young Troll Shaman Zakan, I think, might be 
like the audio, the the character that's for this book. You know, like they always have like a new character in in these things. They are expanding the universe, so they got to expand it into some new characters. I don't remember meeting a Zakan. I definitely assume he is in the fucking I'm, games probably, at this point. Probably, maybe he's a quest giver for the Horde. Fuck, I I don't. Play oh yeah, the Horde. We were both very much alliance all the way yeah. because we don't like playing for the bad guys because the horde is clearly the bad guys all the time <laughs> but they're so noble uh they're uh, so noble and then they commit war crimes they, they keep, you know they're so noble in how they keep electing fake hitlers <laughs> every time they're like you know what we fucked up last time and we elected orc hitler but it's fine this time we elected banshee hitler <laughs> yeah yeah, they've made uh, they've made some mistakes. They have fucked up a lot. Yeah, it's funny because if you think about it, the number of horde raid people uh, leaders who have turned into raid bosses over time versus the number of alliance leaders who have turned into raid bosses is not a fair. Co- There's none. There's no alliance ones. That ha- they should have been by now. We should have had to go kick at least Jaina's ass at some. Maybe we did. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, because uh, again, I didn't play through uh, Shadowlands, the the Heaven expansion, which has a terrible name. Um, and so I don't know who you fight in that one um, beyond, I think, a big dude with a hole in his chest. Well, you know. Yeah. So so anyway, why I will did, do my why best. Why did they fight Chamber? That's real weird. <laughs> he has a hole for a chest. <laughs> this guy's more like the obscure Marvel villain from the 60s or 70s, Black Hole. A Steve Gerber villain who had a black hole in his chest. He's more like my comic book character that I created, Glory Hole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that was a comic book character you created all right. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were their powers? <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Let me explain. Beep. <laughs> Content cut. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so this book is set between the end of Battle for Azeroth and the start of Shadowlands, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so we start with Anduin uh, riding a horse in Westfall. Westfall. Yeah, he's he's on his own personal special horse who had a cool name. I don't remember what it was now. Serenity or uh, Reverence. Reverence. Thank you. Um, and he's riding along with Matthias Shaw, the leader of SI7 or the spy network of Azeroth fall, or uh, Stormwind following along behind him. Yeah. And Westfall is basically the farmlands next to the human kingdom for those who have never played or give a fuck about Warcraft. I, we understand this is going to be a hard one for people. We will do our best to try to try and treat this from first principles because Lord knows the book seems like it isn't willing to do that. No. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in there where they're like, and we're going to have to get her for what she did. I will not explain further. And you're like, all right. Well. I mean, it's serendipitous timing because right after we announced this book, they announced like the next three World of Warcraft expansions. Yep. And I watched the trailer. I know we just did or between yeah. the two of us. The trailer for the first of them. And I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There's a whole thing where Anduin's all hollow eyed and crazy because he did uh, some shit. No one can forgive me for what I've done. I'm like, oh, what the fuck did you do, man? What do you do? Well, you got to explain that. We don't know what he did. <laughs> <laughs> So I looked it up. He got he got meat puppeted for a bit, and uh, he's he's really guilty feeling about he's it. Sad that he got possessed by a bad guy yeah. and did some bad things. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, Anduin is the leader of the human kingdom of Stormwind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the boy king. He's still a young lad. I mean, not like young, young, but he is still like. I think early twenties at this point. I think he's by this point he's supposed to be in his early twenties. Although a lot of time has passed in these in these storylines. Well, yeah, because when we first meet Anduin in War 
World of Warcraft, he's like a little kid. Yeah, you, you first meet him, he's Varian's baby boy. Uh, he, and Mama Varian's baby boy, they called him. <laughs> then, then he starts going off of cages. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but at this point, yeah, he's like a full-grown adult and a disc priest. Um, and, and uh, you know, uh, just a cool dude. His dad's long gone now. Varian Wren, the, the, the cool dude with the sword that turned into two swords. Yeah. Uh, so Anduin's riding through Westfall because, well, we don't know it yet, but he's going to go meet someone there. But yes. he is riding swiftly and getting ahead of Matthias Shaw, his spy master, mostly because he's like, I'm trying to outrun all of my many big feelings that I have he's, because yeah. I'm in my early 20s and I have big feelings. If only I could out, if only I could outride my demons. If only this horse had a CD player so Evanescence could guide me. <laughs> uh, look, I get it. Take my hand, AFI. <laughs> Look, man, I was in my my early 20s listening to Evanescence. I get it. <laughs> of course. It's a universal understanding. People who were born in the 30s understand what you need. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's trying to outrun his demons. Uh, and Matthias Shaw, an older gentleman and a spy guy, is, is riding along behind him, basically trying to get him to slow down. Yeah. He's like, come on, man, just stop. My horse is going to throw a shoe. My man, chill your shit. Yeah. Trying to, trying to be, at least be the Alfred to this little Batman. Yeah. And, you know, he does eventually stop, and they have a little back and forth. We get some dynamic between Anduin and Matthias, where Anduin is like, I like Matthias because he's one of the few people that will actually just give me shit straight. Because yeah. being a king... Honestly, that specific line in here took me out a little bit, because I'm not used to this style of writing. Like, we're, we're used oh, to sci-fi. Oh, you mean good? <laughs> no, just because the line is, here it is. While most at court bowed and scraped around in the king's presence, Shaw always gave it to him straight. <laughs> uh yeah um but but yeah he basically is uh, he likes matthias because matthias isn't a yes man yeah which is weird because based on all the storylines i encounter watching all the cinematics in these games there are, no one's a yes man in the alliance he's constantly getting yelled at by dwarves and night elves and shit well yes but that's not in the king's court oh that's i guess that's fair that's diplomatic between shit. all these equals when like gen Greymane, i guess gen gen's probably the closest thing to a yes man he's got yeah but I mean, in the actual court, you're like, oh, you have to assume he has a fuck ton of like functionaries and people who are like scribes and whatnot yeah. that are just like, ah, yes, sir. Very good, sir. Mm, very good, sir. May I fetch master's five pieces of cheese? <laughs> uh, and uh, so in this case, he the, we finally find out a little bit about what's troubling the young man. So because he hasn't yet been meat puppeted by a big demon or whatever uh so what he's grumpy about is that it feels like the alliance is falling apart um after the events of of whichever expansion it was where battle for azeroth battle for azeroth whichever one but i think this happened prior to that when um sylvanas burns down teldrassil and all that shit goes off um basically he's starting to lose his connections with tyrand and malfurion the the, the leaders of the night elves the big long-eared purple elves that are the good guy elves one of the two species of good guy elves um, uh, where the two of them are kind of like no longer answering his, me his letters yeah, because they're off being really mad about something else. And I think they're holed up at a different world tree beyond besides their old burned down house. Yeah. And you know, I get it. Like that's a very important thing for the night elves and the source of their immortality and whatnot. So having that shit get burnt down, very important. Mm -hmm. And both of these chapters really sort of have that, like, oh, people are angry 
because they didn't do enough retribution. So we get here that like, oh, the night elves are upset because the Alliance did not do full retribution against uh, Sylvanas and the Horde for all the horrible war crimes they did. Yes. In the next chapter, we are going to get, we have... Talanji is really mad. And yeah, she's we got a Zandalari car- representative who's yeah. like, oh, you didn't let me go fuck up Jaina a whole lot yeah. for the war crimes that she did. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's pretty standard re- explanation for when you're at the end of a uh, a storyline, a, a WoW storyline, where there wasn't a lot of factional conflict. But you need to set it up that at some point there has to be again yeah. to explain why there's all these PvP battlegrounds that they never seem to close, while Alt- why Alterac Valley still matters for some reason. Um, <laughs> so you got to keep restoking the fires. And in this case, it's because we didn't get enough revenge is coming through on both sides. Yeah, you wouldn't let us like absolutely hunt down and slaughter someone like one person. And I'm very angry about that. And I will go to a full ass war to kill one person. Yeah. Let me tell you how easy it is to not connect this to any real world events that I desperately don't want to talk about. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very easy. <laughs> I mean, here's, I had choice of two books and it was going to be this or the trial of Garrosh, the trial of Garrosh being called like war crimes. I went, maybe, you know what? Maybe I don't want to do that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help did not help here's the thing a book about war yeah so they are uh the two of them are standing around in westfall which is one of like the low level starting zones for humans it's just the farmland it's, it's farmland it's always autumn there there's like you, you learn some neat shit about the way humans operate in world of warcraft where they like have robot scarecrows that they use to do their farming for them and stuff because it's a weird magical steampunk land and everyone's got a little bit of crazy shit they can play with. Yeah. But it, in the time since John and I were mostly playing in it, it's all gotten all blowed up and now it's full of floating rock bits and tornadoes. And, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the cataclysm, cataclysm happened. Yeah. But the uh, the fact that, like, he's Anduin being all upset about, like, oh, what's going on with the Alliance? What's happening with the Night Elves? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Of course, he's like, oh, I want to know about, like, I my people here. I want to connect with them. Anduin always being that, like, I'm the gentle healer type and yeah. so wants to help people. And has a good little flashback to a time where he's like, oh, you know, I remember being with my dad in the stables once. And, you know, I always was like, why do they measure horses by hands? And I asked my dad. And he was like, I don't fucking know. And then asked the like stable, stable boy. boy and the stable boy was like, I don't fucking know. But he was like mortified to not have an answer for a demanding king, which is weird because Varian's whole deal was that he was like, oh, I'm a king. But I was like a gladiator slave for most of my life. So I'm like the most brusque of kings. Oh, yeah. He was he was definitely like Conan as a king. Yes. And he was like, oh, I learned the lesson that, you know, at first I thought, oh, it's amazing that. You know, my dad would, in front of a servant, say that he didn't know something and, like, show ignorance in front of people. And he's like, and then my dad turned to me and told me, like, no, a fool thinks that he knows everything. It's the wise man who understands that he doesn't and seeks for knowledge. Yeah. And he's like, that is what I want to strive for. I don't want to just, like, assume that I know shit. And then we get, honestly, it was a pretty good part because 
He's like, yeah, I think the kid, the kid looks super mortified, and I really hope they didn't punish him for not having an answer for the king at the ready, but I think his name was Marvin, and Matthias is like, yes, uh, I've never heard of Marvin. Never heard of him, and Anduin's like, I can tell he's lying. He knows exactly who Marvin was and how he died, and he definitely died. He got turned into grist for the war machine, and he's probably a corpse at Lordaeron or something by now. Yeah, I do like that bit, especially in the prologue with Anduin, where he's like, I'm very aware of what being constantly at war does yeah he's like yeah everyone that i have met eventually gets chewed up by this fucking machine yeah and i hate that yeah so so he's like trying to let uh you know basically matthias is like looking really dramatically up he's like i have no idea while he's waiting for the tears in his eyes to like evaporate back into the sky instead of falling down his face so so he's like, uh, yeah, sure, sure you don't. I believe you. Uh-huh, definitely. You don't have to tell me about how he got taken out by, I don't know, let's pick a random name out of a hat. Varrock Sourfang. <laughs> G- good. Sindragosa yeah. didn't melt him or something. I- I'm certain that he didn't go to some weird island he's never heard of or mm-hmm. gives a fuck about and got stabbed by, like, a fox dude or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it says here, eaten by hyenas. I didn't even know we had those. Oh yeah, you can like you can get them. They're mounts. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's hyenas. Oh, they're around. <laughs> Eaten by a giant rideable trilobite. Are you I, fucking kidding? I do mean hyenas, not gnolls, which are just you know walking hyenas. But you can also ride one of those if you're so inclined. You can ride a knoll. <laughs> I actually don't know if you can. I do know that you can ride a. There's like a, I know you can ride knoll fielding. You can ride knoll fielding all you want. <laughs> Seven years on British Baking Show has broken the man. <laughs> He'll do whatever now. <laughs> If you tell him he doesn't have to stand in a hot tent in a sweater for some reason. Uh, I've been watching this season and they got to put some fucking hair, air conditioners like they around. Do. They really do. It's not as interesting as I think their producers seem to think it is. Every time they're like, oh, it'll be a challenge when it's fucking sweltering. You're like, no, it'll just suck. It just won't be interesting. And every time they come out and they're like, hmm, none of these jellies have set for some reason. Perhaps you didn't have enough time. You're like, all right, well, yeah, first of all, there is, that is a problem on this show that you intentionally cut the time. But also... It's 90 fucking degrees in there, dude. <laughs> of course it hasn't said. <laughs> Sorry. So they then hear an explosion and a bunch of shouting. And Matthias is like, sir, you're not, you can't just ride right towards that. You're like a king or whatever. He's like, fuck you. And he's like, yeah, but I'm like a fucking World of Warcraft king. You know I'm going to ride right to it. I've got magic powers. Something blew up and I heard someone scream in pain. I'm the like one person around that could do something about it. I'm a priest. Yeah. So... They ride over there, and luckily it turns out to be an internecine matter and not some sort of horde incursion or, I don't know, elemental demons arriving or skeletons or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, because I'm old school, I was like, oh, what is this, like, one of the fucking, like, red sashed pirates? <laughs> pirates. <laughs> Someone shooting a cannon or something? <laughs> but no, it's That'd just be hilarious. someone's booze still blew up in a barn. Yes. And so a barn is burned down, and there's a kind of crazy shirtless old hobo looking guy standing out in the middle of the field ranting and raving while two farmers who look like an identical age displaced copies of each other uh, are standing around yelling at him because it's a father and son yeah and they're you know as soon as anduin gets there and is like oh shit what's going on they're like what's going on this motherfucker blew up my barn with his dumbass moonshine still Mm mm-hmm Fucking, he doesn't have a penny to him. We were letting him stay in the barn because... It was charity. You know, we're nice people. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell we're going to do now. 
Yeah, and Anduin weirdly doesn't just go like, oh, you know, I'm a king and I have infinite money. Let me just let me just snap my fingers and some guards will build you a barn. Or I don't know, why don't you have your scarecrow robot? Or were they in the barn? Is that why? Did you actually lose all your scarecrow robots? <laughs> your scarecrow bots, I think they're called. Well, I mean, from what I know, all the scarecrow bots are evil and want to murder you. <laughs> no, they can sometimes break down and you have to beat them up and then click on them to fix them. Um, but uh, Then you'll get five silver points. <laughs> so... So he's like, all right, well, hold on. Before you guys rant, launch into a whole, like, imprison this man, I want to go talk to him. He's like, all right, let me get the other side of the story. So he goes over and talks to this elderly, disheveled Jago. man named Jago. He's a real Jago, this guy. What a fucking Jago. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Jago's fallen on hard times since Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Real uh, ones now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jago, uh, however, is like absolute fall down drunk mm-hmm. and you know covered in fucking soot and just fucked up from being next to an explosion and is yelling and at least the farmers who were like super pissed and then realized they're like oh shit uh that is our king i guess we should probably not be fully angry at him mm-hmm. jago's like no, fuck you. It's your fault that I lost everything. Yeah, basically when he's like, uh, do you have a story you want to tell me about what happened here? And he just turns around and spits at his feet. And he's like, no. There. You know what? I just gave you everything I have. All I have left to my name is fucking bile and blood. And I just about lost that too. Mm-hmm. So do whatever the fuck you want. And he's like, what are you talking about? What did I do to you? And So basically Jago spins a whole tale about how he was there at an event in which uh, basically at a certain point in the storyline, and I am very hazy on these details because I'm pretty sure I was just clicking through it as fast as I could to get to a mount collection. Uh-huh. Um, you were part of an armistice deal between the Alliance and the undead humans. You were like, oh, we understand that the Forsaken Curse was an infliction that uh, affliction that happened to you and not a choice you made. Yeah, and, and while technically the Forsaken have joined with the Horde mm-hmm. against humans, there there is a thing where they're like, Oh, if you have like family members here, like, you know, one of you is an undead, but you do have other people and you miss your family. It's fine. You can come visit them or even join us if you want to. We aren't going to just blanket say all undead are enemies. Yeah. And so they were offering an armistice deal and Sylvanas responded to the armistice deal by agreeing to it. And then right as it started to happen, showing up on the field and killing every single Forsaken permanently, all the Forsaken uh, that were trying to take part in it. Yeah, just so, absolutely murdered all of her own people. Yes. Like well, thousands. not all of them, but just everyone that was trying to, like, somewhat switch sides. Yeah, or not even switch sides, but just, like, visit their own families or whatever. Yeah. So she just shows up and just decimates her own population out of in a fit of pique. And this dude was there to meet what I think is his former lover? Yeah, Wilmer. Wilmer, his former lover, the, the greatest man in love of his life. Yeah. Um, And was just like, yeah, I was there and watched Sylvanas just murder Wilmer and a ton of her own people in addition to, you know, all of her incredibly innumerable other war crimes. And then this as well. And he's like, and you've done nothing. She's still free. She's still running around. What, what are you doing about it? Yeah. And I, I, you know, he doesn't even mention cause he doesn't give a shit. He's human and he's very local. He's not like, also, didn't she like burn down the L our like best allies city? Oh like, yeah. Very recently. No. Sylvanas has done, a lot of shit. Like, even when I was still playing, I was like, oh, Sylvanas is fully evil. Yeah, she gotta go. <laughs> and at this point, 
like Jago goes, runs off and then just trips, falls and passes out in the dirt. Mm -hmm. And that's when he sees the person he has actually been in Westfall to see, which is Illyria Windrunner, Sylvanas Sylvanas Windrunner's sister. Mm -hmm. And we get very little of the current state of Valeria here, which is I I found hilarious. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into it because it's probably bonus content, but... But um, she's currently a, the Void Elf representative, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. But it's funny because you have, it, it's it's just wild that she's, she's even still around and yet is like this weird blue shadow monster now. And they don't, they don't really go into it. Oh, yeah. We get one line where Anduin's like, oh, man, she's got, you know, weird eyes. Like, she's got void magic eyes instead yeah. of the normal weird night elf glow eyes. She's got different glow eyes. Yeah. I don't remember that much about Alaria or void elves in general i'm just pointing out that she's weird looking but also he notes that her horse isn't visible he's like but she has more interesting ways of getting places anyway and i was like yeah or she just dismounted you know your horse doesn't stick around unless you're like a, a fancy king most people they just disappear back into your infinite bag of horses uh. <laughs> but yeah she comes up and we find out Illyria is the one that anduin has tasked with hunting down sylvanas yes he's like all right, it's your sister, and you're also, like, the greatest hunter that the Alliance has. Yeah. So. Real burn on all the other hunters that have come along since, you know? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I thought the leader of the, I thought the current dwarf faction leader was a hunter or something. No, it's his, like, little yeah, brother. What a, it's a real fucking dig on my hunter alt huntar. <laughs> or my hunter alt huntar. <laughs> or my I'm... hunter alt tublame. <laughs> I also have uh, Sinterklaas and Beepworth. <laughs> Real, real big slams against all of them. I mean, granted, Sinterklaas and Beepworth are level 10, but... Hey, Tablame got, I don't know, whatever, 80, and then it got crunched down to whatever. I don't know. I genuinely don't remember if I have a hunter above X level, because I didn't... It was never my favorite class anyway. Uh, Should have been, because I love pet classes. And yet, for some reason in Warcraft, I always bounced off the two of them. Yep. I never liked Warlock. I never particularly cared for Hunter. I don't know what to say. Shame. Druid just had too many QOLs for me. You yeah. said so many things. You got so many little perks. And I was like, I got too used to it. I can't do anything else. <laughs> ah. uh, now, finding out that Illyria has not managed to find her, you know, ghost sister, yeah. which is not surprising. It's a ghost. Yeah, it's not like she needs to go somewhere and eat or anything. Yeah, he tries to dress her down a little bit. And he's like, I can't believe you haven't found her yet. She's like a world leader. What is going on? And she's like, she's not like an idiot she's not blundering around somewhere being noisy she is holed up and she is a ghost oh yeah i mean she's like she was the greatest elven hunter until she died and then also was a ridiculously powerful banshee so you know she can kind of go wherever the fuck she wants yeah yeah and i'll find her but it's gonna take some time yeah you can't just send me out and assume that I will immediately find, I don't know, spectral tracks or something. Mm -hmm. Only the player characters can do that. And only if they click on a special orb. Yeah. (laughs) But Anduin gets just real upset. Like he is fully almost like breaking a wooden fence upset because he's like, I I fucking need a W right now. I got to get one in the wind column. I am fucked at this point. Yeah. Or else that gnome guy is in charge of the gnomes is going to laugh at me. I don't remember his name. (laughs) 
Yeah, something, you know. Mechatorque? Is this yeah, Mechatorque. Is that the bad one, though? No, Mechatorque's the good one. Okay. Gelbin, I think. Gelbin, Gelbin Mechatorque. Yeah, all right. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's just like, we we gotta find her. You, you gotta know we have to, because, like, if we don't, we're probably gonna lose our alliance. Like, at least the elves, if, if nothing else, because... We have to have some show that we can still get shit done. We got it because because the Teldrassil thing is not. We can't let that go unanswered. Yeah, um, Teldrassil again was the city that the Night Elves used to have and got burned down by by Sylvanas. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I and then he gets mad enough to actually crack the beam in his hands while Matthias is trying to be like, "Hey, uh, look, farmers, if you like talk to my captain of the guard, he'll have some of his guys come out here and build you up a barn real fast." They're like, "Yeah, I don't actually believe you." I feel like that's the kind of shit where I'm going to go to that captain of the guard and he's going to just say like, welcome to Westfall. I like swords. <laughs> and, and we'll be like, well, fuck, you don't, you, you weren't equipped with quest text, were you? Damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, so, you know, as long as you're actually in interacting, why don't you fucking do it? Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me and a good little bit of like, oh, here's a take on what it is like right now in the sort of human kingdom here yeah. where straight up random ass farmers are like, Oh, what are you? The head of the FBI? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And you're like, that is wild. <laughs> the thing that, that I think is interesting in the contrast between the prologue and chapter one is that the prologue does mention the night elf leaders. I think it's got a brief mention of dwarves. It's got a discussions of Sylvanas. Uh, but then when you get into the horde section, which is just this extended introduction to all of the new allied races, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm surprised he didn't bother mentioning any of those. You, you, there's never a part where he talks about the Kultirans or whatever. No. It just doesn't come up. But meanwhile, we should move on to chapter two, which is a Thrall chapter. You guys know you love Thrall. He's Orc Jesus. Hell yeah. Orc Jesus is back. And if there's one thing that Orc Jesus loves, it's not being in charge while he's in charge. Uh-huh. Being the person who's obviously leader, but constantly insisting he isn't. Ugh. Yeah, given that that has caused, I would say, many problems, <laughs> Thrall's <laughs> insistence of, but I don't wanna. I don't think, it's important for me to go stand near a bunch of elementals for some reason in a, in a bigger area where there's a bunch of waves. But, I mean, you left Garrosh in charge and he is not handling it well. I, I'm sure he'll be fine. I yes, don't well, the elements. <laughs> It's fine. After some player characters beat him to near death, I'll show up and steal that kill. <laughs> Don't worry. Anytime something important happens, I'll be there to go. And now I do it. Right after you do it. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for softening them up. Now I'll take care of it. Fucking thrall. Fuck you, thrall. <laughs> go Alliance. <laughs> so Is thrall... this the only officially unabashedly pro-Alliance podcast you'll ever encounter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just full shit on the horde. And I cannot... Wait for any horde players to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. You speak whatever your language is, and we don't have cross faction play. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, yeah, it's Thrall, and he's going back to Orgrimmar for the first time in a long time because he's been at that again where the shamans all lived during the Legion, exp the uh, sh uh, Battle for Azeroth expansion, um, where it's like it's like the center of the elemental. It's the big spirally hole in the ocean. Yeah, it's the elemental chaos maw thing. Yeah, that thing. Um, so he's been hanging out there, and now he's like, I got to go back to Orgrimmar because they're having an all-hands meeting. And, you know, his whole deal is he's like, all right, just remember, you're not in charge of anything. You're just here as 
an important leader. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, you know, but you don't lead anyone. You're just a good voice of reason to be here. But ultimately, everyone's going to do what you say. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But we get the full roundtable of, like, what's going on here in Orgrimmar, and we've got, like Jeff was saying, just everybody's here. They're like, hey, not just all the normal, like, standard WoW races that started here. We've got... All of the new people that showed up. So we're going to talk about like the Volpera and the Zandalari trolls as opposed to the like Darkspear trolls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it opens on a relatively old addition to the lineup, which is uh, Lorthamar Theron, the leader of the Blood Elves. The first new species to be uh, to be introduced to the Horde. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Thrall's wandering through the city. He has a whole big monologue about how he it's an easy city to come back to. And, get, and I've always... I, I, can't, I can't say I agree with him. I've never had a good time in fucking Orgrimmar because it's too vertical and has these big walls that divide everything with little gaps you have to go through. And I'm like, I always forget where the gaps are. Yeah, I don't it's, remember it's not where my favorite is. city. Yeah, I would. I mean, even in the Horde cities, I'm like, that's ah, fine. Just give me one of the other cities. It's way easier to navigate. I don't remember. I think whenever I play Horde alts, I'm always like, give me to fucking Dalaran or some city where I understand it because I have to. Wow. I don't. I, I never remember how to navigate the undead one. The The only one I think is relatively simple is the Tauren one because at least it's just like three big holes or three big <laughs> buttes. Yeah. Three big buttes. These big buttes. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, um, what was I going to say? He is going on about like, oh, this is... It's troubling how easy it is to come back to Orgrimmar because he's like, oh, I would have assumed that after being away for as long as I was, all the like bustling and yelling and, you know, everyone going, oh, car would, <laughs> you know, somehow be annoying to Crotal. me. <laughs> Honor and blood. Uh, oh, we're Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, I would assumed I would have been, you know out of sorts but he's like damn it i just fell right back in and i kind of hate that for me mm-hmm. i mean I, I i don't necessarily agree with him it's his it's his cultural homeland at this point he hasn't well sort of i mean thrall is again one of those people's like oh i didn't grow up with orcs i grew up a human slave i mean it was a really neat idea that for that brief period where thrall and varian were in charge of their respective factions you're like they were each raised as slaves by the other faction that was a neat thing right yeah and then they never did that much with that maybe it was in a well, book no, or something thrall had to fuck off he's yeah. like oh i don't want to be in charge because then we can't have two leaders that very clearly have a lot in common and would get along <laughs> can't do that no we gotta we gotta keep having pvp fights but anyway he walks into the meeting and uh there's only one group missing from the meeting very pointedly uh once he gets there and that is the leader of the forsaken or the undead faction lorthamar is talking to talanji the new leader of the zandalari trolls the trolls that stand upright um and basically trying to push off her demand for immediate let-me-go-kill-Jaina justice. Uh, he's like, look, we're, we're doing what we can. We're, we're, we'll try and apprehend her. We're going to do justice the way we can, but we have to think about what's best for the Horde. And the whole time he keeps making these pointed looks over at this empty chair next to him, where a Sylvanas used to be. Yes. And, you know, we get some information from some uh, Torin scouts, the you mm-hmm. know cow guys, yeah. who are just like, oh, we found some of like Sylvanas's uh rangers out there yeah and we went to go capture them and did but they basically had cyanide tablets that they ate and died before we could do anything Mm -hmm. but at least they're dead so that's good yeah so so they won't be spies for her anymore and bane is basically like hey you know great job you two bane is currently the leader of the tauren faction at this point um 
But Lorthamar is the first one who's like, let's celebrate these two men. What wonderful work they've done. Loktar. <laughs> I, I love that the first Loktar of this book is by a fucking blood elf. Yeah, he's trying to like, get into the spirit of oh, it. Oh, yes. Good job, you scouts. Good. Everyone should praise them. Loktar. Loktar, indeed. Loktar, oh, God. <laughs> 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 I'm going to jump and do a little spin. <laughs> we. <Oui? laughs> it's so extra. <laughs> Uh, taking me back to the only blood elf I ever played, a paladin named Man Giggles. <laughs> Nothing better than killing a motherfucker while named Man Giggles. So basically, a lot of this chapter is just other people trying to talk Talanji off the ledge of wanting to immediately hair off and try and kill Jaina wherever she might be. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. As a, as a pro Alliance player, fucking take her. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. She went ridiculous evil and re- at least she wasn't still like... Ah, yes, and then we'll put Jaina in charge of the Alliance. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to go fuck off and be evil, and the Alliance went, could you not? I I don't even know what happened, necessarily. I mean, she was kind of turning evil and not being especially helpful by the end of of, uh, of the the expansion I was playing. I mean, granted, it's because her hometown got nuked by the Horde. Yeah, it it got, I think, monobombed. But, I mean, still, that's just revenge on revenge on revenge. It's the endless cycle of revenge. And everyone else in the Alliance was about ready to be like, you know what? We're going to just do Armistice stuff. We're, we're go-. And she's like, how dare you? Remember Theramore. Yeah. Like, you've, you've already got a Kul'Tiris at home. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sad. But, you know, get some political justice or whatever. Get some, like, get some sanctions. I mean, I think it might have been maybe... A little bit okay if, like, you know, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, the guy who had actually bombed Theramore. Oh, Gallywix uh, or whatever? No. Uh, was it the troll or the orc or the torn? The, the, the oh, actual so Garrosh. Like, Garrosh. That's yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Garrosh, the, you know, worst leader of the Horde, maybe, <laughs> in running for it. I mean, Thrall enabled him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to say who's the worst leader of the Horde. God, they've been the worst leadership. <laughs> but, you know, Garrosh, at least if he had been brought to justice and she was like, oh, okay, the person who, without provocation, nuked my town, at least saw some sort of punishment, she might have been okay. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Garrosh just fucked off and went to another dimension, she was like, oh, I've lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. But mostly, everyone here is trying to talk her down from that, and that means it's a one-by-one introduction of about a million different faction leaders, because as of this point in in WoW history, it's gone up, I think both numbers have gone up by one since then, but... Well, I mean, they both got dragon guys now. Yeah, they got Drakthir, I think they're called. But uh, there are 12 playable horde species right now, as of this storyline. Yep. So we're getting, we're just going through them one by one. It's like, Kiro, the new Volparin leader, says, hello and welcome, I am happy to be here, I'm a Volparin. Well, yeah, because... Uh, the actual leader of the Forsaken shows up, which Lillian. is what, uh, makes everything pop off. Yes. Lillian Voss comes in and she just, it, Lillian's a neat choice for the new Horde leader. Although I don't think she's actually a new, like they have a council now because the, 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 the Forsaken has become such a fractious collection of various types of undead and so on that it doesn't make sense to have one leader of them oh, anymore. No, she's the interim leader of it. They're talking yeah. about, there is no war chief of the Horde anymore. No, I mean, she also is the head of the council of undead. There's like, uh, she's there with Kalia Menethil, who is also on the same council, along with like six other people. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think she is calls, like the, the in head charge of that council. Yeah. But basically, she pot, her whole deal is that she doesn't particularly like the Forsaken or wanting to, doesn't really want to be an undead. Well, she's sort of the opposite because 
there was a point where Sylvanas was like, oh, in order for my entire species to still exist, we need to keep raising people from the dead. And Lillian was like, great, let's die off then. This is stupid. We're a curse. Yeah. Uh, you are essentially dooming people who have already passed on to come back as an abomination. That's bad. Yeah. No. I don't know who Kalia is. Is that uh, she's Menethil? So is she like Arthas's sister or daughter? Or what are we doing here? Uh, eh. some Menethil. Yeah, never heard of her. Um, so the two of them show up, and you know they're like, "Well, what are you going to do about it?" And mostly Kiro, the the Volparin, is like, "Hey, welcome to the welcome to our cool meeting. Please help yourself to the fine food of Orgrimmar." And then remembers that like undead don't eat. Yeah. So it gets kind of embarrassed about it. And I'm like, you really should be embarrassed because why are you inviting this faction that's been here for like 30 years longer than you to enjoy the hospitality of the city they built? Yeah. <laughs> Newcomer. Ugh. Get back to your little desert or whatever. I. <laughs> we also get, uh, what, Thalisra, the leader of the Suramar Night Elves, and just, just a million of these random new species. Yes. And uh, what really makes it pop off, of course, is when... Uh, Liliana Vest Voss Voss. <laughs> I keep wanting to go with Liliana Vest, Vest from who's the magic. magic character. Yeah, no, I know. And Lillian Voss. Lillian Voss yeah. is the WoW character. Yeah. Lillian uh has a Proudmore, which is Jaina is Jaina Proudmore. Oh yeah, so, she has a brother. Yeah, she has a brother who is an undead, is a Forsaken. Uh-huh. And so she's like, Oh yeah, we could have gotten help from whatever is nuts proud Steve, more steven i want to say yeah steve yeah that's that's little, a good one little stevie p they call him <laughs> little, little stevie proud uh-huh and this of course makes uh the leader of the zandalari be like yeah about that how about fuck that guy and anyone yeah. uh, associated with that family how about you hand him over to me because he's a proud more I'm just going to start killing Proudmoors. Yeah. And she's like, no, he's a Forsaken. Forsaken are under my protection. That's They're in the Horde, and so are you. Yeah. No. They're in the Horde. He is un- He is in my faction of people. If you're Forsaken, you're under my protection. I don't care what your current stance is. Yeah. Except for Sylvanas. That one's a no. Yeah. <laughs> Until you become Hitler, yeah. you don't get to just get killed. Or I guess like Nathanos Blightcaller, who's like her number one a guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... So Talanji gets so mad about all this and basically trying to get shouted down by literally everyone else in the room that she storms out. She's like, I'm fucking done with this. I want no part of it. Yeah. And uh, then finally, Thrall is starting. You can see the faction starting to assemble because uh, what's his name? Who's currently in charge of the Dark Spears is also like, yeah, why aren't we still getting more revenge? I I currently crave additional revenge. Yeah. And of course, the some of the orcs. Yeah. The Magar and the so Magar on. are like, yeah, fuck it. We're. We're on board with more war because we're all about war. Yeah, because the Magar orcs are the ones from the fucking go back to the alternate history of Draenor expansion. Yep. That this showed up. We're like, we're going to join your horde. We're going to cross time and space and dimensions. And I guess just idle around in Orgrimmar being a level five hunter. Uh, uh, but, but they're also just like ancient orcs. They're just as warlike as the orcs used to be. Yeah, they're just non-demon blood tainted orcs. And meanwhile, all of the newer faction leaders that they've been adding primarily to soften the look of the horde. So like, you know, uh, the, they've replaced Gallywix with Gazlo and Gazlo's like, I support union contracts. <laughs> you can have ho- you can have holidays and shit. Yeah, goblins are fine now. Uh-huh, we fixed it. No further questions. And uh, Thalysra, who's basically just a slightly ruder night elf. Yeah. And they're all just like, well, we're on the faction for trying to achieve peace. Yes. And Thrall eventually, like, 
stands up because he realizes, oh, I'm the only one who's like still sitting down because everyone got up and started shouting. Yeah. And I just, you know, sat on my ass and did nothing, which is what I'm good at. <laughs> and he's sure like, is comfortable here on the sidelines, <laughs> says Thrall. Ooh, nice. Mm. Ooh, if I sit on this fence, nothing will happen. <laughs> this fence has the exact shape of my giant orcish ass. <laughs> Uh, he eventually stands up and of course Thrall standing up makes everyone pay attention and he's mm-hmm. like, all right, everyone, let's all go get fucked up and then we'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because apparently it's some seasonal holiday event happening in Orgrimmar. Uh, we don't know which one. It sounds like it might be the their Christmas equivalent because they got a bunch of red tents everywhere. But then again, it's Orgrimmar, which is all red tents. Yes. So maybe not. I don't know. No, nah, man. I mean, they don't say anything about, like, snow. Then again, they are in a desert, so who knows? No, but they do say that there's a seasonal air about the place, that there's currently some sort of celebration happening. A bunch of little orc children are running around with their fucking ugly... They got kites. Kites that are, that are shaped like their their basic-ass land uh, flying mount. Yeah. I don't remember what you call that ugly-ass bat the wing. Windrunner? Wing, windrunner. Wind, yeah, something like that. Windrider? Windrider, maybe. Something, something, whatever. It looks like a chimera sort of deal. Yeah. It's ugly as crap. I've, I've never liked that one. <laughs> Uh, suck shit. Suck shit. I probably have six of them, and I fucking hate them. Um, numbers. It's all about the fucking numbers. Uh, but um, yeah, he's like, all right, everybody, let's all go eat and drink, and then we'll come back tomorrow and sort our shit out. Or at least you will. I'm going to do nothing. Ha ha ha. I'll you. sit quietly. I'll look at the uh, the shaman equivalent of my cell phone. I'm going to wait until something important, and then I'll wait until that's almost done, and then take credit. I'll take credit for it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, hold on, everybody. I think we should go the direction you all suggested already. Mm. Mm. Oh, you're very wise, Thrall. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, Have a quest. So everyone fucks off and leaves, and then uh, one of the Darkspear troll people was like oh hey you got a message there's a dude here to see you from the shamans yeah from that elemental base camp that shamans have yeah so um you can you want to go meet him and he's like oh i've heard of that guy obviously i want to go meet him he's like this really 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 old orc shaman that's that's my man um yeah his name's like orc shaman (laughs) his name is orc shaman six nine six nine yucca 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 so yucca or Yuka shows up and is like, Oh, Yuka. <laughs> so yeah, he, he comes to meet him and, or, or this is, uh, they make him an especially old character so that Thrall um, can note that it's the earthen ring, by the earthen way, ring, is the name you. of the fucking thing. Yeah. The earthen ring. God. Um, so the <laughs> no earthen ring. <laughs> this is two out of five. Eh. Um, so, so anyway, uh, Yuka's here to, or Yucca is here to talk about, uh, problems that are happening with the elementals at the Earth and Ring, but he's really old to help Thrall establish that it's weird that he came here at all because he doesn't like to go places if he doesn't desperately have to. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know that this is important because if it was just some random shaman is here to talk with you, he'd be like, all right, fuck them, I don't care. But he was like, oh, this dude is old and, like, important and would not just fuck off from the Earth and Ring and come to or- Orgrimmar unless there was... a a dire need. Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, dude, what's uh, what's crackalacking? Um, I'll do anything but get involved in something good here." Unfortunately, this is still like a secondary prologue, so he doesn't really give us a lot of details. Just like thrall, something has gone wrong with the elements. The elementals are crying out in troubles. The elements. <laughs> Something, something, the elements. Shaman, shaman, elements. Elements, shaman, shaman. Ah. Boomhammer. Look, tar. And that's pretty much their whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
the the two of them are like, oh, hey, what's going on? And Yucca's just like, oh, something is seriously fucked up with the elements and, like, the elementals. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have been trying to commune with the spirits and, you know, figure out what's going on. And they are non-communicative, which is fucked up and weird. Yes. And also, everything seems off, like, magically speaking. Mm-hmm. So, hey. It sounds like some sort of pre-expansion event's about to start. <laughs> you should probably get in on that. There's probably a pet. I bet if you buy the bonus pack, the uh, the uh, deluxe version of the expansion content, you'll get a big mono worm mount. <laughs> I bet. Ah, that, wouldn't you be lucky? Thank you, Lucka. Loktar Ogar! <laughs> Spirits guide you. <laughs> the elements. <laughs> I just like him saying the elements. <laughs> yeah, it's just anytime I think of Thrall, all I can think is either what a fucking dick bag mm-hmm. and the elements. <laughs> I just also like the idea of two shamans communicating like that. <laughs> elements, elements, honor, elements, shaman, enhancement. <laughs> Wind fury. Chain heal. <laughs> I like chain lightning. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, we get. A little warning, and he's like, "Okay, great, cool. Let's uh, let's go talk, and then I'll tell the council about it later." But that is the end of the chapters. Yes, that's where we leave off. And boy, I gotta say, I, I'm very refreshed at the moment because I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Uh huh. I have no idea what the end game is here. Normally, it, any Star Wars book I pick up these days, I can read the back of the book and be like, "Oh, this connects to like 16 things I did for bonus content already." 30 other books I've read, and some of the movies. And here I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. The cover's got Talanji versus Nathanos blight collar, so I think it's got to have something to do with that. Oh, neat, because I had no idea who either of those fuckers were, so there you go. <laughs> with what I'm pretty sure is a very shadowy Anduin towards yes. the bottom. But but yeah, that's uh, I-, I can tell you all about those characters, but I am thrilled to have no idea where we're headed. Yep, and I'll be honest... I have liked the writing so far. That's They've fair. done a good job of being like, all right, let's in like a single chapter establish the character, what they care about, give them some personality bits, and then move on to something else. And I'm like, you're you're doing good. You're moving through at a decent pace. God bless. It's literally the only thing I can ask for. And after reading so many Star Wars novels, I'm like, Hey, sure. Great. I mean, we got to find out because this is our third time doing a uh, a non-Star Wars novel. Yeah. And at least one of the other books that we've done has followed the weirdly Star Wars specific EU formatting of nothing happens for the entire middle to like two thirds of the book. Oh, yeah. Um, and and then the climax matters. And I'm not even sure which one I'm talking about. I feel like the Star Trek one definitely had some pacing problems. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of like, yes, we're mutants now. And that's weird. Anyway, what's yeah. going on on the bridge? I don't know, they're fucking around. They think it's weird that there's mutants. Uh, Wolverine and war for fucking around in the holodeck. And then the Supernatural book felt like I was reading like an old Friday the 13th movie because it was just like, let's go off into the woods and have sex, you're killed. Oh, let's go off into the woods and look for the people who are having sex, you're killed. Let's go off into the woods because we're researchers or something, you're killed. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're definitely set up a theme. And then every three chapters, we check in with that lady in the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so who knows? Who knows what will happen? I mean, I don't, Having this book, I was like, I don't have a lot of high hopes, given that it is a 
in-between expansions book. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you're not telling the story of something that has happened. So you can't quite, I assume, like move plot forward that yeah. you would need. But then again, I have heard that a lot of WoW books are like, oh yeah, you don't get to find out what happens to Garrosh unless you actually read a fucking book. <laughs> I mean, I... I I don't I have no idea because I've never read one before. This is my first time reading I've one. I've never read a book and, in my life. It's notable that we aren't reading one by the guy who wrote like so fucking many of them, like yes. Richard Knack or whatever his name was. Yep. Um, so No Knack books. No Knack books. So we're just reading this uh, by someone else. Um, I, I don't know how they work now. My guess is that they've tightened that shit up. I'm sure. Because you'll note that there's all kinds of stuff that if you just played World of Warcraft back in the day, would filter into your collective consciousness as stuff in the books that they're never going to put in the games. Like Medan, the character. Uh-huh. Like, you knew he was super important for the books or something, but you're never going to see him because they are not building that goddamn horrible-sounding model. And boy, was it a dumb idea. And then every one of the developers was like, nah, we're good. Yeah. We don't need that. So, we already have an orc Jesus. <laughs> I mean, my guess is the way that they would work nowadays is they go like, all right, we have all these pieces we have a couple that are loose ends, and you can kill uh, this guy. This guy who was like a quest giver that we have no plans for going forward. You can put him on the table. Yeah, and I don't think I'm pretty sure Nathanos Blightcaller mattered in the uh, in the the uh, uh, Battle for Azeroth or Shadowlands expansion. So I, I even though he's on the cover, my first thought is, oh, they they're letting this this person kill off Nathanos because he's like a mid range lieutenant of a character that would be okay. Aww. but who knows? Yeah. So anyway. You'll, you will if you stay tuned. That's right. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, please, as John mentioned earlier, go ahead and support us over there at the uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash system mastery, where if you join us at the $4 level, you'll unlock our expanded expounded universe bonus content, where now we'll be telling you weird wow lore stories to the best of our ability. Wow is so much more convoluted than Star Wars. You have no idea. Yeah. You look up like, like I was like, what are what is up Anduin's uh, ass in, the, in that uh, trailer I just watched? Forty scrolls for just that, like not let alone the rest of Anduin. Yeah, there is. When I was looking up information, I was just like, "God, this is a lot of shit," and I can tell that there were things in there that are like, "Here's a paragraph. You're barely getting in for any information." There are. 17 clickable things in this paragraph alone yeah yeah so so anyway uh we'll make it work because that's what we do here at system mastery fucking professionals (laughs) we keep professionals here just Mm -hmm. to fuck Mm -hmm. so uh you know hopefully we'll catch you over there and until i see you next time i've been i don't know jaster gallywicks (laughs) and i love honor luke tar ogar (laughs) 